0: This is Life Off The Deep Ends Podcast. We are a family of four plus a cat from Seattle who decided to embrace crazy and sell our house and everything we owned to buy a sailboat named Litha, and we plan to sail the world. This podcast is a retelling of our adventures just as we would telling our best friends over the phone. We are Kim and Justin, our kids are Tyler and Evie, and we really hope you enjoy and are inspired to live life off the deep end yourself.
1: Episode 37.
0: That wasn't very enthusiastic like normal. Do it again. (laughs) Episode 37. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to first say that it is way too hot in our boat today to turn off the fans. So I'm going to do what I can with the audio editing and try to edit that sound out. But um, if it's a little uh, hum in the background, you're going to have to just deal so that we don't die.
1: It's bad. (laughs)
0: It is. It's really, really hot. Um,
1: It is now nine in the morning and I am already sweating.
0: I'm only wearing a sports bra and shorts. <laughs> okay, anyway, we are going to talk about um our road trip or continue talking about road our trip, road trip party time. It really wasn't that much it of a party out. time. Road tripping through Central America may not be for everybody, <laughs> but it was fine. Um okay, so we um left off talking about El Tunco. And next we're going to talk about leaving El Tunco and driving towards Antigua, Guatemala. Um We got up pretty early to leave um El Tunco. And, well, where do we want to go from here? We want to talk about the potholes.
1: <laughs> so, the roads in... I don't know. I guess the roads in El Salvador, I thought were bad, but really aren't that bad. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, well, we should talk about... They didn't get bad until we crossed the border, huh? Yeah. Okay, so we'll have to talk about the border crossing first. So we were told by some friends um, who had already done a road trip that when you get to the border, that there's no real signs that tell you that you're there, and that there's all these semi-trucks that are lined up waiting to go through the border. Because a lot of there's not a lot of cars there's not a lot of people who go through the border by driving obviously um so they told us to as soon as you see semi-trucks just kind of like parked in the middle of the road to get over to the oncoming lane of traffic and just go around these people because you'd be sitting there for hours waiting to cross the border if you waited for all these semi-trucks and that you could just um yeah, drive up and pull over somewhere and then like walk in and check out of El Salvador and into Guatemala. So I was like, okay, you know, so we're, we're watching and we think that's pretty good intel. And we like, oh, here's the semi trucks. And we're like, should we wait for another car to do this? Like we're like, going we to be driving. Yeah, like driving into oncoming traffic seems really weird. Not that there's a whole ton of traffic, but I mean, there's semi trucks, you know, um, coming the other way. So, we thought, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. So, um we passed all the semi-trucks, and then all of a sudden, we're at a sign that says, Welcome to Guatemala. And I'm like, weren't we supposed to stop somewhere? <laughs> like, maybe it's,
1: maybe they do both in one one spot.
0: Right. I'm like, I don't really know. It's very, very different than driving. I mean, you know, obviously, we are from Seattle, so we've driven up to Canada before, and there's so many signs and there's you don't have to get out of your car you just wait in line at your car and you go up to the little booth and you go through and same thing going all over europe i mean we went through so many different countries and you don't have to get out of your car you just yeah pull up to a booth and they check you in and
1: keep going yeah
0: so this they don't have that there's no booths there's it's like
1: single lane of traffic in each direction. It's not like, I don't know, the American-Canadian border where there's like 20 different booths that you go through. It's like, no, there's one.
0: Right. So we went to what we thought was like the customs building in, not customs, immigration building in Guatemala and went up to the window. We just like pulled our car over in some weird spot that wasn't really a parking lot. I think some of. like
1: guy told us like where to park. He's like, oh, just park, just there, park there and here. walk in.
0: We're like, this is not a spot. Um so we get to the counter and the guy says, Oh, you don't have your like exit paper. I'm like, oh, well where do we get that? Well back across that bridge. <laughs> and so we're like, Great. So then we have to go past all these semi trucks going the other direction and pass all these um trucks again and get back over and then we're coming through the wrong way so they were really confused and there's language barrier and we're like no we're leaving el salvador even though it looks like, like we're coming to el salvador like we forgot to get
1: our our stamp he's like oh okay so it was like yeah it was like a border agent i guess you could call yeah. him he's very sort. nice but
0: we were like no really we just messed up and now we're coming back this we didn't actually <laughs> go to Guatemala yet <laughs> So anyway, we got it figured out, even though it was kind of stressful. At the time, too, we even like misplaced one of our passports, like Like it fell fell between between the the seats seats and we're like, Oh my gosh, we have to turn around and we have to go back the other way again. And we were like, uh, it was, it was stressful. We didn't know what we were doing. So, um, but we did our little exit stamp and, uh, then drove past all those semis again (laughs) and go back to our weird little, and spot. all they did
1: was like stamp a piece of paper, like it looked like a scrap piece of paper. It was like a little two inch by two inch square. It was a like stamp a piece of it.
0: receipt paper, kind of. Yeah. Um, well, because so um, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua are all part of a. I don't remember what they call it, but you can go to any of those countries with the same visa. So. They're, I don't know, what do you call them? It's like a collaborated...
1: Uh, they have like Quatro a...
0: Quatro country thing, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we didn't actually, you don't actually like check out. You just get a little piece of paper that says you're leaving and you'll be back. I don't know. It was yeah. weird.
1: I don't quite know the whole... I don't really get it, but that's what we of did. But yeah, they just stamped something, said that we're, we're, we we check out of El Salvador... And then we can check into one of the other countries.
0: Yeah, so we just gave this other the guy in Guatemala the white little piece of paper and then he stamped our passport into Guatemala. So anyway, once we figured that all out, um, we started driving and yeah, this is where the crazy horrible potholes were.
1: And it's not like a pothole you can drive over. You have to like drive around this. You're going into oncoming traffic, you're going up for the shoulder, they're they're big.
0: And everybody's doing it. Everyone's just yeah. swerving back and forth all over the place, which is really funny. It was, but I guess it's good because I feel like most of these people probably take this route all the time, and they know exactly where all these potholes are, so you just follow them and know that you're not going to hit anything. <laughs> but you're going really slow, and, um, you know, it was a pretty long drive. What was it? Five five hours, I think? Yeah. From El Tunco to Antigua. Um, so, anyway, it was very... Most... Most of, I mean, even El Salvador is all just like country roads, like tiny little tiendas and dirt. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's green too, but, um. It's jungly. Yeah. Guatemala, when we passed through the border, like, didn't look any different to me. All of a sudden, there's, instead of, um, Pilsner beer signs, there's Gallo beer signs. Yeah, other than true. that, it all looked exactly the same. It beer tastes the same. Beer tastes different the same. Different name. <laughs> Um,
1: and that's, well, that's one thing I do miss from America is different flavors of beer. Down here, they're, they might have three different brands of beer, but they all taste the same. They're all just really light, pale beers, you know, like a Budweiser or something else. Maybe a little bit more flavor than a Bud, but not much. It's more like Corona-ish
0: beers. Yeah, but not so skunky.
1: Yeah. None of them are, are amazing. I'm like, oh, man, I got to take these beers home with me. It's like, no. I'll, I have some on the boat and that's, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So we, it was, it was pretty uneventful really all the way to Antigua. Um, we, when we got closer, we started driving up these like mountains and you can see these volcanoes out our window and you could watch them like smoke. It was so cool. It was so pretty.
1: There was uh, a couple, I wish I took pictures of it. I thought we'd see more of them. There was... Signs on the side of the road that was basically, watch out for volcanoes exploding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like had a volcano picture with rocks and um, like, and it was an area of road that looked like had just been destroyed by by lava or not, maybe not lava, but like volcano-ish debris or landslides. So I'm like, this is like legit here. This is, um, they actually do want you to watch out for the volcano that could erupt.
0: At any moment. <laughs> Um, the temperature outside when we got to, um, in the Antigua area dropped to the seventies. I wish I knew was... the
1: elevation because it was, we're up in the mountains. It is so much cooler and so much more comfortable.
0: Oh my gosh. It was amazing that we been in El Salvador on the water in the blazing heat and humidity and we get there and I'm like, I can wear a hoodie. <laughs> it was so exciting. It felt so good. We're like rolling down the windows, just like breathing in the fresh air. And it was so cool. Um, all right. So we checked into a little hotel. I guess I, we mentioned the last episode, how we were thinking about taking a shuttle to Antigua, um, from El Tunco, but decided to rent a car instead. Um, because we had planned to do the shuttle, I already booked like a much cheap, like a cheap little hostel-like hotel for that first night. Because we knew we were going to be getting in from the shuttle at like 10.30 at night. And I only wanted to walk like a block or two with tired kids. um. So this was sort of just like a one-night...
1: Middle of downtown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we were going to get someplace a little further off that was a little bit better with, that had, um, washer dryer. We don't have a lot of clothes, right? And we are going to be gone for 10 days and we didn't want to bring too much stuff with us. So, um, so anyway, we get to Antigua, cobblestone streets, super cute. Um, I'll tell you, we'll talk more about just like the vibe of Antigua and what it looked like, but, um, we got there. And checked into this little hostel and we um it's like this little it cobblestone was, alleyway kind of. And it was
1: dark out. It was it wasn't like
0: it wasn't dark, but it was getting it was, it getting, was getting late. Dark. It was like dinner time. Yeah. Um so some guy was out there kind of like helping direct traffic and helps us like, you know
1: Find a parking spot on the side of the parallel road.
0: park, you know. And then we checked into our little hotel and um Brought everything inside the car, from the car, mostly. We'll get into that. And we, uh, walked to go find some food. And we ended up finding this Taco Bell, funniest thing ever. We haven't had Taco Bell like, you know, in a year. So. And
1: we never ate Taco Bell that much to begin with.
0: Right. But. I mean, if we did want fast food in the U.S., Taco Bell would be like our go-to fast food. It would, yeah. So, um, we, this Taco Bell guys is like, it's like a super super fancy looking restaurant like they've got chandeliers and archways and a fountain and
1: If you ever have a chance Google Antigua Taco Bell.
0: Yeah. And I mean, even the,
1: and the McDonald's is good too like all the restaurants there are fancy.
0: They are super super fancy. It was hilarious. I've got we took videos and stuff when we put out that YouTube um video. We'll have that on there but it was so funny to be in this super fancy restaurant that was serving us, you know, cheesy Gordita crunches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All the same food. <laughs> it was awesome. So we went to Taco Bell and we were exhausted. We went back to the hotel and we went to bed. Um in the next morning we get up, we're gonna go find some coffee and we should
1: talk about how squeaky the room was.
0: Oh yeah, that was Ugh. bad. That was this was cheap guys. This was like, I don't know, thirty five dollars a night. Like it was
1: so, the door squeaks when you, the second you open the door.
0: It's like, all okay,
1: right, whatever. Door squeaks. We like lay down on the beds because we're exhausted. Everything squeaks. You can't like move on the bed without it squeaking.
0: The fans, there's no air conditioning in, in there. I mean, obviously it's so much cooler there. You didn't need it as much, but the fan was going. Ur, 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 all the, bath, night.
1: the bathroom door squeaked. The toilet lid squeaked. The faucet for the sink squeaked. Like, <laughs> noisiest room ever (laughs) it was in thin walls we you heard the neighbor's bed squeaking you heard everyone talking outside and they weren't talking loud they were just talking in a normal voice outside but you could hear every word every prayer they were out
0: there doing their hail marys for Mm -hmm. like an hour yeah yeah it was it was well, it was a loud place, but it was cheap and really cute. And there was three beds in this room, so like, you know
1: All the, ki- the kids the were- kids
0: didn't have to squish in together, which was cool. Um so anyway, had a squeaky night's sleep and came out the next morning to get some coffee and there were all these police standing around our car.
1: And I'm thinking, Oh crap, I parked like in a no overnight parking zone or you know they're gonna they're getting ready to like ticket and tow my car
0: yeah and we're like oh uh that's our car and this guy goes oh we said oh we're not supposed to park here and he goes no we have a problem and i was like "Uh uh-oh so we look around the side of our um passenger side uh back window and um it was broken out and I'm like, uh great. So, this man named Oscar, who's the tourist police there, uh, was super nice, spoke really great English, and he told us, like, what we needed to do. And, um, because we needed to have something for our car rental company to say that this is what happened. Like and... an
1: official police report.
0: Right. So, um... Then we're trying to figure out what was stolen because, I mean, we brought in most everything. What we left in the car was um, our shoes because we didn't we brought like, you know, sneakers, hiking shoes so that we could hike up a volcano. And I didn't feel like bringing them in. And they're sitting in the back and um, four empty uh, Trader Joe's canvas bags that I use for groceries which were my favorite bags ever. Um, and one bag happened to have half half full of our dirty laundry. Which sucks when like I said, we don't own that many clothes. Our closet is teeny tiny and we didn't bring that much with us on this trip, so there went, you know, half, our- half of our wardrobe for the trip. So, stupid us.
1: Oh, and a little first aid kit.
0: Oh, and our first aid kit. Yeah, that we really have, like, sucks. A-
1: Travel first aid kit built into a waterproof um, hard case that we can throw in the dinghy, throw in our backpacks, take with us. Just little things: band aids, ointments, stuff like that. But
0: I wouldn't have even thought to like bring that in. Like, oh, just leave that in the back yeah, of the who car. Would,
1: who would take?
0: Who yeah. would take
1: old shoes and a first aid kit?
0: Old shoes, dirty laundry, and my favorite Trader Joe's grocery bags that were mostly empty. So, Justin. Was so funny. He got on the back of a, of a motorcycle with a police officer to go
1: to the main police station.
0: Yeah. And I sat around with this guy, Oscar, um, answering more questions. And I don't know. We were just kind of talking. He, what I was most concerned about is that our shoes were stolen. So, um, Justin wears a size 16 shoe. <laughs> Luckily, he was the only one out of us that didn't, wasn't just wearing flip-flops. Like he had his keens. So at least they were like closed-toed shoes. So he could, he could hike a volcano in his, in the keens that he was wearing. But his, like, sneakers, they were like running shoes. Yeah. Were gone. Like, what are people in Guatemala gonna do? What are people anywhere gonna do <laughs> with a size 16 pair of shoes?
1: Water skiing. You know, and
0: you can't find that anywhere. Even in the U.S., it's hard to find unless you order them online. And Tyler wears a size 12 as, you know, as a 13 year old kid, he's already in a size 12 shoe. And even that size is really hard to find in Guatemala. So this awesome man, Oscar, is sitting there calling shoe stores for me in Spanish, asking if they carry a size 12 or higher shoe. He was so nice. (laughs) Um, he told us about a place called Posteres. It's a, um... A city right uh, north of Antigua that they basically make... He told me they make all the shoes that are distributed all through Central America. And I was like, whoa, no way. I have, like, shoe town next door. Like, we'll find something. Um, Turns out they make boots. It's more
1: like cowboy boots. Um, Some work boots, but mainly, like, cowboy boot style shoes.
0: Wasn't totally what we needed.
1: no. And I'm like, I can't imagine putting your foot into a hot, sweaty boot. Like, ugh. I
0: know. Why would people wear that? (laughs) Um, So anyway, I sat with him trying to find shoes and talking, and we were trying to get the security footage from the hotel because the police station needed it. Meanwhile, Justin's at the police station.
1: Oh, yeah. My motorcycle ride at the police station. I mean, it's only, I know it was like two blocks up because of one-way streets, two blocks over and three blocks back, something like that. I could have walked easier, honestly. It, but, the guy, but I got a
0: funny video of you. <laughs> you, giant Justin, on the back of this like little moped.
1: <laughs> it was a motor. It was a legit motorcycle, I guess. Uh, but it, you looked one. giant.
0: Like your your legs are so long. It was funny.
1: Um, but the guy had to stop and say hi to all of his friends on the way. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, we have
1: to shake hands with a peanut vendor and say hi to him. You know, two more two more streets down, we got to say hi to you know someone else selling their wares like (laughs) he had to say hi to everyone with me on the back make it to the police station to work on the report show them the pictures of you know where i'm staying in in antigua my my address in be Sol, like all this stuff to make the police police report my passport the all this stuff and i don't speak spanish and the guy's like i don't speak any english so i'm like all right we'll just use google translate About 45 minutes into this, he's like, I guess I could try speaking English to you. My English isn't very good. I'm like, Your English is perfect. Like, seriously, he's been sitting here for 45 minutes asking me questions in Spanish, and we've been translating. I've been translating stuff back and forth, trying to figure this out. And he speaks like really good English. What the heck? (laughs) I'm like, Was he just like testing me to make sure like I truly didn't speak Spanish? I don't, I don't know. Or just, just not being helpful in general. just messing with you, I bet. Yeah.
0: Um, so you finally got that all taken care of and we told our rental car company what happened and then Justin finally made it back and, uh, Oscar walked us over to this car wash place that had to ask if they could vacuum the glass out of our car, um, which was really nice. And then we were telling him, we're like, we haven't even had our coffee yet this morning. In the meantime, we just had the kids, they're just hanging out with their iPads, like in the hotel room on Wi-Fi. Waiting for all of us, waiting for us to get finished with all of this. And I'm like, yeah, where's the best coffee? And he goes, McDonald's. And I'm like, McDonald's does not have good coffee. You're crazy. I was like, we're from Seattle. I'm not going to drink McDonald's coffee. And he goes, no, like the McDonald's in Guatemala, like they have like real amazing Guatemalan coffees. Like it's where everybody goes to get their morning coffee. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna trust you. We went we went to the McDonald's to get coffee and it was really good coffee. It was legit. They should put that coffee in every McDonald's everywhere, because it was it was really good. Like good you could drink it black, you know. Normally we're just a little bit of cream kind of people, but I think this coffee was good enough that you didn't even need cream in it. Um so that was cool. What are you looking at?
1: Oh, just where we are outside. We're since we're at anchor, I'm just looking out the window to see our location. <laughs> and I feel like we're pointing the not right way but I guess we are.
0: <laughs> all right, so we are at 22 minutes. That was our uh chaotic um car broken into story. Um what are you looking at me like no. that for? Oh. Um we did end up finding shoes, by the way. Well, not for Justin, but no. me me and Tyler and Evie, we all found shoes. We spent like the entire day looking for shoes. Um, and then we also stopped by a hardware store and bought some plastic and some duct tape to tape over the window because we were just going to let the car dealership deal with it when we got back. Um, so yeah, the next episode we'll talk to you about the good things about Antigua because, I mean, it, it, it was a, it was a rough day, but it didn't, didn't taint the rest of our trip.
1: No, it really didn't. And the fact that everyone there was so helpful, like, helping us with the situation that we're in they're like oh man this sucks i'm really sorry this happens." you know it was they were truly nice like police officers in the u.s kind of like yeah your heart got broken into it happens what do you want me to do about it and these people truly tried to help yeah there's a there was a difference about customer service there
0: it, it was really nice but it was a very stressful day for us actually yeah this is the same day you got stung by a bee and evie got a fat lip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens <laughs> It was it was a rough one but but we made it through and uh, the rest of our trip was amazing so we will continue continue talking about Antigua next episode. Alrighty. All right.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our website at lifeoffthedeepend.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also support us by visiting Kim's website at seenfromthesea.com. S-E-E-I-N-G from the S-E-A dot com.